Hello, everybody. This is John Douglas Thompson, and I'm here on the Blank Verse podcast. So hope you enjoy this beautiful, lovely, wonderful podcast. All right, everybody. Let's go. Why did the chicken cross the road to listen to this podcast? Duh. Hey, y'all. I'm Gabrielle. I'm Naomi. I'm Jennifer. We also have the two pronouns. I screamed a little more of it in the first episode, which you should check out. We also wanted to send out a huge thanks to the Y and one of our friends, John Douglas Thompson. GDT. GDT. April is a very special month to us because it focuses on something that inspired us to start this podcast. We talked about many other writers and their impact on our thinking, but we feel like we haven't given you all a proper introduction. But it's never too late to give one. And we'll do that by celebrating our own work because April is... Drum roll, please. National The process of becoming a writer or being exposed to it, as in reading, it all starts when you're younger. You know the first grade vibes when you're starting to reading, even if it's on level A, level B. Personally, I was like on level D probably. Oh, but. I was already a level um, oh. G. Oh, period. Okay. I'm okay. very advanced reading. Okay, Scarlett. In the first grade, I was a level S. Thank you. I actually don't know what level I was on. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and by second grade, I was already a level U. Well, I finished elementary school on level Z. So who's doing it like me? Oh, me. Me. I did. Oh, period. Um, <laughs> I wish I had level reading when I finished. Yes. Um, we're Gift really smart colors. and. Women of color that are also scholars. Oh, tell me I didn't eat. Anyway, so put that in here. <laughs> put that in there. Put it in the bloopers. <laughs> Season finale. So, so um, for you guys, what was your favorite book when you were younger? Stella Luna. It was a oh, book. Oh, I remember that book. Yes, it was a book about a bat, and the bat got Wait. separated from his mom, <laughs> and it started to grow up with like other birds, and then it started acting oh, like well, birds. But then the bat was like, I'm not a bird, and I cannot fly like y'all. So it's like, man. Wait. And then it learns to fly and do bad stuff, and it finds its mom. Stop. I know if I read that now, I would cry. Yeah. I was rocking with Corduroy. Not only. (gasps) Oh, my God. The little bear with the overalls. Oh, him. He ate. Oh, when you give a, like, if you give a mouse a cookie. Oh, I kind of hated that book, actually. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, it was good the first time, but they kept rereading it so many times that I got tired of it. That got nothing to do with the book. That That's your teacher. Dr. Seuss was that dude. Like, I don't Dr. Know. Yeah. The, I love the cat in the hat. Seuss. No, Green Eggs and Ham was for me. Stop. Exactly. Stop. Come on, Sam. I am like... <gasps> Stop. Stop. I got a Dr. Seuss hat. I do it every time. And I really... I used to walk around with that, and I was like... You cat guys remember when it was um, Dr. Seuss Day at school, and then you had to like and I would dress draw up. cat in the hat. So. I would I would dress I I wore that hat religiously. Yeah. Y'all did it now, and Dr. Seuss, the cat in the hat, sat on a mat. They told him he was fat. 
but then he went to get a tap. Why are you rapping? Rap is poetry. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. Go to episode one. Episode one. Episode we love one. you, Tupac. And no name. <laughs> but for me, my favorite book was actually a book called Jessica. I don't know if you're Jessica? Jessica. Jessica. About this little girl who had like an imaginary friend called Jessica. And like her friend Wait, Jessica or Jessica? Jessica. Jessica? Jessica. Jessica. And like the entire book was about how this girl like was really close to this friend named Jessica. And like when she went to elementary school, she had to like separate from Jessica. No. But she didn't like go. Until one day, when they were going to go to use the bathroom, they had to get a buddy. And one girl next to her, she was like, oh, can I be your buddy? She was like, okay, whatever. And the girl was like, my name is Jessica. And they became best friends until the end. And that was my Aww. favorite book. Oh, that's cute. I'm trying to find me a Jessica. But I was also reading, like, Goosebumps at the time as a kid as well. Seriously? Yes. Goosebumps had the best yes. impact on my life. From Night of the Living Dummy to, like, The Mask and, like, Camp Jelly Jam and, like, I forgot, like, The Werewolf of Something Swamp. They were really that good books. Sense. And they really did scare me as a kid oh, until now. that's great. Oh. Until now, though. They're, like, kind of dumb. But oh, I still love them. Okay. They I'll, were so I'll, classic. Percy Jackson had me in the shackles. And will I have a... No, because it was an egg. Percy. Percy Jackson? Oh, I love so that. So good. I'm sorry, I was a classic girl. Dork Diaries for me. Judy B. Jones. Judy. No, I was riding with Judy. With my, my life. Her my attitude. Life. Life. I was trying to be Nikki. Yeah. Y'all know the Dork Diaries. She's black. I didn't know she that. She's black. Wait, and Nikki? when I found that yeah, when Nikki. I found that out, I was like, that's why I was reading it. Yeah. You're, you're lying. No she, way. She's black. I love Dork Diaries. I, I read everyone. It was actually kind of sick, but mm. I... Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse. It was. They were so good. Like, I. I, I read really all of those books. And then I, I decided. I searched every library for those books. Stop. My my librarian was tired of me. I would come in. I'd be like, um, do you do you have another dork that she'd be like, girl, you know we know. I was fighting girls for those books. I was like, excuse me, you got three at home. I finished. There was one them. book, though, that wasn't, like, a series, but it was, like, something that really impacted my life. It was called Out of My Mind. <gasps> and, like, it was To this day, one of my favorite books. Same. It to was so one of my well favorite books. Like, it's so about good. this, like, disabled girl and, like, so good. how we read into her mind and how she re- thinks about everybody. With the fish, with the fish. Yeah. It was so good. And I hate the ending, though. The, um, how they treated her. Oh. The book so itself. Mad. Actually, But it so was good. so well written. Literally, to this day, I write it. Anyway, have we always liked writing? I have. I have not. I hated it really? so much as a kid. My parents would like have to like convince me a lot to write a book report for school. Really? I hated writing. I and I hated writing. reading. Unless it was something I really liked. Like yeah. Goosebumps or like Jessica. Uh, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. But it was something like that. I read it like hours at a time. But if I had to like read a different book, I hated it. It was, I actually got to stop doing that. My my mom would get mad at me because I would not do anything unless I finished the book, and I would sit there. And then, but then when I'm on my phone, she'd be like, "Read a book." You're on your yeah, like at least I'm in educational backyard. I I used to think I was an author. I wrote this really bad book. It was called Bully. <laughs> to this day, I don't know where it is. I hope no one finds it. It's so bad, but I I really thought I ate. Um. Yeah, I love writing. Mm. What about you, Gabrielle? I have also loved writing. Um, I was a prodigy. No, let me not go that oh. far. I, I, that wasn't 
I started writing like for real for real in like the fifth grade because we had this program at my school where you like go after school one week and you write poems and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I love writing poems. And then there was a time where I wanted to be a journalist and then an author. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a lot of work. It is. So I said no. He said art history. And art history still has writing, yeah. I'm sure. It does. Yeah. It um, takes a lot for me, to be honest. It actually, you know, I found myself, like, when I was trying to force myself to write books, it became harder to actually write. Yeah. Like, I have to. You have to be, like, in that right mood. It's the same way with yeah. music. Like, writing and music have been the one things I've consistently liked, like, a lot throughout my whole life. But when I force myself to do it, it never turns out right. Like, I need, it just needs to happen. Like, even with poems, like, if someone's, like, write a poem on the spot, no. It, it's, it's it's not so bad. It's the like, opposite for me. The tree loves to slay. Or maybe <laughs> it is sway. That's what's going, that's what it's going to sound like. That's not bad, to be honest. Oh, thank, thank like you. Like, if someone asked me to write a poem on the spot, never, um, never Shakespeare. Go on. <gasps> okay, hashtag me first. <laughs> like I remember that, your poem at the yes, beginning. Of that. I was just about Wait, to say well, that. Wait, the last line. What do you mean you don't like? Oh, I think I still have that poem, to be honest. It's in my bag somewhere. I mean, for me though, like it takes like how do I say? When I mean it takes a lot, I mean like a lot of mental thinking. How is it going to be written? Mm. What's the grammar? Am I spelling this right? How is this plot not going to be so basic? It takes so much. Yeah. You know what helps with that? Pinterest. Oh, I hate pictures. Bro. It had a grip on me in sixth grade. I'm not talking about and pictures. I, People be posting, like, whole prompts and tips yeah, and, do. like, sentence starters. Well, maybe fire. You should go and search up writings. What also happens to me is I connect, like, in my creative writing class now, I connected something that I like to and just made it all weird. Like, I'm really in my true crime phase right now, so I was like, hmm. It's given murder mystery. And that's what I did. So, I don't know. Including stuff that you like. I, I don't think writing always has to be super deep. Exactly. And when, when I finally realized that, that made it so much easier. Like, not everything I have to make is going to be It could be really fun. Like, Dark Diaries. It yeah, was, like, pretty surface level, up? but it was Junior good. Junior Jones. What, what was Miss Bro doing half the time? We ate it up. And Jessica. Now, Magic Treehouse on the other hand. I did not share some of the words, but it was a fun adventure. (laughs) Me skipping over the words I didn't have. And she, I used to do that all the time, but writing is fun. Yeah, when like you're in that right mood, it's the best. Did you guys ever use writing as like, like, like have a journal or something? Yeah, I did. I had a journal. I don't know where it is. I think I threw her out. I was good. Yeah, she, I don't think she was the vibe. Imagine if you lost it and you just did not know where it was. <gasps> no, that was weird. It's probably but under I, your mom's mattress somewhere. I used, to, I used to write my journal, like, I don't know, like it was something really official. <laughs> like, mm. like, like maybe Sugar Pebbles from the future. And I don't know. That was you with my fan fiction on Wattpad. No. I was thinking it was going to get recognized by a popular author. <laughs> Every fan I wrote on there, like... There's someone out there who's gonna like side pad writers right now. What is our favorite genre of reading? Ooh, easy. I am a big fan of psychological horror. That like, that's very whoa. fitting for you though. I like, know. Like I love horror, but I also love my romance. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop hating on contemporary romance. You're not cool. It's gonna eat. It's gonna eat. It's exactly. gonna. It's gonna. Romeo and Juliet is overplayed. 
Hang it up. Flat screen. <laughs> but there's also a different type of genre I like of um, writing. I like you give sci-fi vibes. I just never read a sci-fi book in my you life. You like fantasy? You like, I like fantasy. You, I love D&D. You like in series and stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But a genre of reading I like, and it's a book, it's like the majority of books I own. I don't know what genre it really is. Maybe it is psychological horror. Mm-hmm. But like it's, it takes a toll on mental illness. Like two of my favorite books were Impulse and Cut. Impulse take pl- took place with like three kids in a mental hospital. And like they each had to figure out what was going to go on there. Like what was the reason there? Ellen Hopkins, best author with that. She has detail like no other. Cut, I can't remember the author. But I read that in the sixth grade. Took, pl- took place also in a mental hospital of a girl who was like cutting herself and she didn't even understand why she was there. I think I've heard of that book. Sounds familiar. She kept saying like, oh, like, I was just fine, really. Like, I just did it because I was bored and such. I was like, no, you didn't. You had more than a reason to. And then, you know, it like was really good how it ended. That reminds me of Girl Interrupted. I think I might have this one. I didn't read the book yet, but the movie I've watched like 50,000 times in the past week. I think I've ever read um, If I Was Your Girl. If thou. No. It uh, takes place of a girl who was is transgender and like she's, she moved to a different school because she's trans. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's really good. It's really, I'm not going to go into too much detail because like, whatever I can say can be spoiler. Mm-hmm. But it was really well written. For me, reading, I don't know. I go through phases. Uh, again, I'm still in my coupon phase. Someone, someone save me. Well, have you read My but Friend Dahmer? I have not. You should. But there's there's difference between between I'm trying to get into like actual the actual writings of like um, the crime, but those ones can be really intense. So I don't know if I'm gonna do that. But I do like mysteries. I did have a really big mystery phase when I was younger. Oh, um, I also did Nancy like, Drew. <laughs> I also did like have an I survived phase. <gasps> you do. Someone needed to save me from those. I was reading those way too often. I survived a tsunami, and I'd be like, "Mine was the really? volcano of Pompeii." I love that <gasps> yeah, one. I, I, I really like those books. I do. I romance is gonna hit when I need something lighthearted, something. Oh, no, I don't like read for the books. girls. You don't, don't read? read books. Okay, the thing is, for me, I go through periods. It's either I'm reading like cool tomorrow, like someone ripped a book out of my hand, or I've never touched a book in like three, three years. That's, yeah, that's, that I'm in that phase. Yeah, I don't have a favorite because I don't read. I, <laughs> it's okay. I mean, one of my current favorite books is a book we're reading for class, and I told you about like Kite Runner. Oh, oh! Stop, stop! That book is a masterpiece. The Kite Runner, a thousand times. It's so sun. sad. It's so, so like so for, good. Like for you guys, so a thousand times. I'll do it over. <laughs> if you read the book, you know what I mean. For you, a thousand times it's over. So good. It's so good. It is really I, good. I, although I have read a lot of sad books like that, or like a lot of ones that are just really Kite Runner rough, just hits. Yeah, but I don't know. It just feels like a different time every time I read it. I'm like entranced mm. into it, but also, like it's not it. It's, I'm like, dang, this book is so sad. I can't. Have you gut guys, wrenching. Li- literally, it really it's like is. When you it stub makes your toe it makes your stomach turn on Legos, and then. That one part in the book. Oh, uh, which one? Because uh, there's two times. At the beginning. With my boy Hassan. Yeah. Hassan, stop, stop. No, Hassan needed to catch a break. Because what they did to him, and he was still an stop, amazing stop, person stop, stop, throughout stop, the whole book. Stop, no matter what happened, he was still he nice. Ate every time. Yeah, I cough. 
Wait, can I we talk about Hassan's son, Sarab? He was not Yo. good at. He was not good at the freaking um. What you call it? Slingshot. He was excellent at it. Yep. That's what's important. He was perfect. Guys, Slain like a lion. You guys need to read this book. If you haven't, yes, if you read it, reread it. Who's read stopping the you? Kite Runner. Who's stopping you? Who's the author? A thousand twenty times. Um, Khalid Hos. I can't remember his last name. Hussein. I'm sorry, mm. Kim. You love your yeah. book though. It's such a good book. <laughs> and book. I can, at first when I was reading it, I hated it. I found it so boring. No. But once it like I started going deeper into it, it got so interesting. It is it's, really it's a good it's a book. It's a really good book. Have you guys ever cried reading a book? Absolutely. I don't think I have. I don't the care. thing is I don't like I don't like sob like I cry like at I'm shows. I used to read fan fictions a lot. I cried at fan fictions. And I would be sobbing on my bathroom floor. Definitely. Yeah. yeah it's, it's Especially when they add the music the, to it, they'd be like in the, the octaves at the beginning. Embar- Listen to this song before you read the chapter. No, there was one book I was reading. It was so good. It was so good. But then they had to kill off the main guy. And I sat there in my bed distraught. <laughs> distraught. <laughs> and I was like, why did you do that? I don't understand. Like, What was the reason? I, I don't know. I'm drawn to books that are more likely to have happy endings. Like mm. when I was younger, I used to search up. I was like, "What is is this book happy?" Because I don't. I haven't cried to that many books, but also I just don't. I don't know. Crying mm. to movies and crying to books, they're not the same. They're I feel. Not. I think I get too. I get invested in both, but I get too invested in books. Mm. Mm. I get too invested in books. Like I know you. That's like crying in shows. I know you. <laughs> You're not real. And they also just, like, interact with the characters in the book. Like, I was reading It the other day, mm-hmm. and some of these kids, they're just not, they're not the smartest. Like, Aren't they, like, six saw, or 12? Yeah, but, like, come on now. If you saw a clown in the sewer. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, no, I saw a clown in the circus, and I almost ran out. <laughs> Ran out. I was I, like, I don't seven. Know, maybe, you're gonna hate my circus. Too. I don't know if maybe it's because we're from New York and we're taught not to talk do to strangers. Not, do y'all remember the killer clown face? But oh, the killer clown face. If I saw anybody, much less a clown mm-hmm. in the sewers. If I see someone looking slightly suspicious, I'm turning the other Stop. way. I'm calling my mother. Wait, what? <laughs> Stop. Don't play with me. What? I'd be like, I'd be texting people like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. This. But you're yeah. not gonna get me from but a like, sewer. But like, there's something like good about like ca- stories without happy endings. I don't know what how to say it, but like, it just feels more it's realistic. It's really beautiful. Mm. They usually ones without happy endings are done that even if the ending isn't what you wanted, they're really beautiful, which is what I found. Like, there's something about it, and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But Sounds like, so even if you wanted ideas. to end it differently, like. It had to end that way. It had you to know? end that way. Maybe there was an alternate way to end it, but if it ended that way, there's not much you can do. It's kind of like, you know, the way we live reality. If it ends that way, it ends that way. We can't control. We can't control it because we are not the author, mm-hmm. but we can control our mm-hmm. actions. Just like the author can control the character's actions. Mm-hmm. Transition music. As we mentioned before, April is National Poetry Month, and I found that poetry can be like really intimidating, even like for me. Um, it's not really marketed to everyday people, and even when it's introduced at schools, it's the same. It's like very Shakespeare based. It's not exposed. You're not exposed to writers that 
look like you or that have had similar experiences. And yes, like old poetry is really great, but um, it's some it's harder to understand. And when it's just language that you're really not used to, I don't know, it doesn't connect with you as much. Um, but as we all are, women of color, um, I was wondering how you guys felt connected to poetry and why you guys liked it. Because personally, I realized I liked poetry when I met other people that wrote it that looked like me and also just like um, hearing a lot of spoken spoke hell English is hard spoken word <laughs> was, was really I don't know you could really feel the emotion and it felt like a performance and I think it's just because I'm really inclined to liking stuff like music I find the connection between poetry and music they're really similar and I don't know it felt like a because of just how it's presented it really feels like a, a safe space or like an emotional space I'm really blessed because ever since like before high school I've just went to school with black people and Hispanic people so I so I really did not um, get a taste of non-black people until high school so my whole poetry ordeal at school was just black people like Bob. Yeah, that's a Baldwin. Ooh, what you know about James? What you know about? Oh, okay. And so like, okay. I was literally Maya Angelou. Snaps for the queen. So like, I was cool, you know. And then yeah, high school and wow, white people. I didn't know you actually existed. <laughs> that was that was definitely a culture shock. I don't know. I feel like also like, again, you don't learn about poets that are not. Not even, like, I don't, you barely learn about white women. It's just white men mm-hmm. that be writing about white how their old wife, men. Yeah, and then when it is white women, it's him. like a Virginia Woolf. Like. Or, like, women's suffrage. That's cool. And it's nice to, like, yeah, that's important to know about, but I feel like when you're not exposed to other parts of it, you can't really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like, growing up, I'm not. I wouldn't. I never felt connected to reading Shakespeare stuff. So of course, if someone's like, "Do you like poetry?" No. And I find like a lot of people in my own class right now we're doing a poetry unit, and they're just like, "Yeah, I don't like poetry." We're reading King Lear, and like, yeah, that's really important to know. And that doesn't mean it's not good, but you also have to market your poetry towards your audience and your high schoolers, and you're just regular people. So you want other poets that reflect that in the writing i didn't even know shakespeare wrote poems until like the seventh grade we was reading tupac now we was reading tupac in class we should yeah it was great check out our first episode on tupac we love him but for me though i actually never liked poetry at all until now when we were like for our job you know when we were reading these poems from different different type of people i found some i could relate to Mm -hmm. especially people who are my age and like share hispanic last name like, I found that's, ways to connect to that. That's actually so interesting. Um, looking at an author's name and immediately knowing, like, for me, immediately knowing that that person is Haitian, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let me go write this down. Let me go read it. I love, I don't know. I, it's like some, a sense of pride. And I really like that. I don't get that a lot because my last name is very close to my ethnicity. Like, um, Garifuna people. So when I see a Garifuna last name, like when I'm watching the movie credits or something, I'm like, hey! Like, Haitians have, like, a set, like, most Haitians have a set of five names. 
Jean-Philippe. Shirley. I'm like, okay. So there's obvious names and I'm like, yeah, you're definitely Haitian. Mm-hmm. Like I went to the um I went to the MoMA and I don't know, his name was like Jean-Baptiste Joseph. And I was like, oh, work. <laughs> I was like, mm. the thing was expensive, but I was like, let me go, let me go look at it and pretend I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I don't know. I really like how we've been able to find ways to connect with poetry. And I feel like the why has been able to expose us to different artists, even in our podcast, like going through the archive, finding people like Tracy, and check out our other episode on Tracy. Tracy K. Smith. Icon. Queen. Icon. Um, and being able to talk with Kenny Abdullah Keith and see like how he's been able to find inspiration from just events in his life and people in his life and people that are that are our age and And even he's inspirational. His poems yeah, exactly. are like no yeah. other. Exactly. and I really have been exposed to poetry where there's like I love when there's no um, punctuation or it's written in a paragraph because when I would write poetry that's kind of how I was inclined to write it but I thought it wasn't right so I never wrote it like that but something about that or like having slang in poetry I'm like yeah I actually understand that and it feels very normal it feels very human like like that's how we're talking it is maybe time to admit that Michael Jordan definitely pushed off (laughs) that one time in the 98 NBA finals And in praise of one man's hand on the waist of another's, and in praise of the ways we guide our ships to the shore of some brief and gilded mercy, I touch my fingers to the hips of this vast and immovable sadness and push once more. And who is to say, really, how much weight was behind Jordan's palm on that night in Utah? And on that same night, one year earlier, the paramedics pulled my drowning mother from the sheets where she slept, and they said it must have felt like a whole hand was pushing down on her lungs. And I spent the summer holding my breath in bed until the small black spots danced on the ceiling and I am sorry that there is no way to describe this that is not about agony or that is not about someone being torn from the perch of their comfort and on the same night a year before my mother died Jordan wept on the floor of the United Center locker room after winning another title because it was Father's Day and his father went to sleep on the side of a road in 93 and woke up a ghost and there was no moment worth falling to our knees and galloping toward like the one that sings our dead back into the architecture and so yes for a moment in 1998 Michael Jordan made what space he could on the path between him and his father's small and breathing grace and so yes there is an ocean between us the length of my arm and I have built nothing for you that can survive it and from here I am close enough to be seen but not close enough to be cherished and from here I can see every possible ending before we even touch. Yeah, I feel like schools don't teach it properly, the po- poetry. Because I feel the poetry they teach in schools, like, it's so formal and so, like, mm-hmm. how do I say, like, this and that. And when you have to write in class, like, they have it, they have it right that way. You don't have write, write the way, write mm-hmm. the way <laughs> poetry is meant to be. Poetry is meant to be, like, freedom I for you to express so yourself. Much. But the fact like, limits you. Yeah, they'd yeah. be in like the poetry unit and like we're vibing Literally and then the poetry unit right now. Uh, like, so did I. A project I would be like write a poem and I'm like yay, it must be 25 lines. They're like they're like no. has to be in this unit or has to be this and this and I'm like 
that's taking away from why poetry is beautiful. You go, there's different poetry movements. It's like art. There's different art movements. There's mm-hmm. impressionism, post-impressionism, abstractism. There's all those. <laughs> Sorry, Gabrielle. Art history queen. Still love you. <laughs> there's a bunch of movements like that. And even in poetry, there's a bunch of movements like that. Like, I just learned about imagism. And it's literally. Imagism in poetry? Imagism. Yeah, it's literally just saying it like it is. Like, there's a poem I read, and it's called Circumstance. I think it's by, like, Annie Millett or something. And she, it's literally just explaining, it describes two different flowers. And that's the poem. And I thought that was, at first that I was really like. really nice. At first I was like, mm, I don't know if I like this. But then there's something so beautiful that it was just, literally, you can just understand it like that. There's, And I think that's, that's really important to see poetry doesn't always have to be deep but I feel like a lot of the times when we're analyzing poetry in school it's like what did that blue chair mean the in blue line? curtains I'm like it, no it doesn't symbolize that mm-hmm. Michael is sad like I don't it's just a blue why can't it just be a blue like chair like that damn poem about the lady just, who's looking into the mirror and no. then this that and the next it's a really good poem I'm, until I'm, they ask you to analyze the and the significance, yeah. the symbolic purpose and of also the mirror like and analyze, the lake. Like, yeah, like also with analyzing, now. like, they're looking for a certain answer, even though they're like, analyze it. I mean, sometimes in poetry, there is no answer. It just is, is how it is. It like, is imagine is. you're a poet, bro, and you're just writing to write, and then you go into the future and you see kids in schools, like, analyzing the heck out of this one yeah. piece of thing. You're like, that didn't even have meaning, but okay. I find that that's what they're searching for in the curriculum. Like, even analytical essays, they're searching for, they're like, it's your, it's whatever you want it to be, your argument. But at some point, they're like, oh, well, actually, can you really argue this? And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point of the essay. Like, I don't know. That's why I was inclined to writing at first, because I always said I liked writing more than math, because in writing, there's not one answer. And I always make slight mistakes that would make me, like, forgot to add the one and then my answer's wrong but with writing I could make it whatever I want but as you grow up you that freedom is taken away like you can't just write about how you found the peach and you're like I found a peach in the garden and then without being like what does yeah. the peach is significant to in the garden yeah, what and does it mean you have to like go and I don't know you have to learn how to write a certain way for like regions and state tests mm-hmm. and I don't know I think the curriculum is just it's restricting in not only what you're exposed to, but how you expose yourself to others, too. Like, it does. It really does. Which is why I always, like, hated writing anything for school. It just felt so, like, limited and, like, so restricting. But when I was able to write, like, fan fiction or really stories I write now, I felt so much freedom with that because I, re- I have, like, no filter with it. I can really write anything I wanted to an extent, <laughs> obviously. But, like... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Are you sure to an extent? Yes. Like, right, I told you about these before. Like, this hell circus I have. A circus and how and, like, these clowns traveling around the world. It sounds like my Just nightmare, in. but it's very creative. It is very creative, though. Like, because the story goes deeper than what is and on the outside. And you can see your passion about it in just the way you're speaking. Exactly. But when I have to, like, yeah. talk now about, like, this whole thing we're doing in yeah. school right now about Kite Runner. You don't see the, you don't see the passion in discussions you see people trying to get participation points exactly. i'm people i'm like, her but the thing about class writing is that i like writing so much that i enjoy writing essays for school. me too i'll be having a time of my i love life. essays i love writing essays i like coming They're up so with fun. stuff 
I'd be like, this I piece love of evidence. Finding means evidence. I hate. I, I love, love finding evidence. evidence. I hate doing that. It's so fun. I love finding evidence. I always evidence get one hundred percent. Yeah. Spirit scholar. And any message that we want. Um, it's gonna be the blank you can write anything on it, yeah. and it won't be as boring mm-hmm. as it is. And there's always space to write more. We hope y'all learn more about us through this episode of the podcast. And we also hope that we showed you all that anyone can be a writer. Even teenagers and even us. And we want this podcast to be a place that recognizes everyone's style of art. And um, as people who enjoy writing and reading, we want to be part of that conversation too. (laughs) Poetry has no limit, no borders, and everyone should be exposed to writing as a means of expressing oneself or just for funsies. Through this podcast, we want you all to find more areas of art that you are drawn to and are more passionate about. Whether you find that through the um, the Wise Archive or your local library or your personal notebook. Everyone is an artist. You just, you just have to find your niche. <laughs> this has been G and J. Bye! Bye.